Hey, I'm Austin, and welcome to the Valley Point Podcast. This talk wraps up our three-week teaching series, In Bounds, where we look at a crucial area of how we all should stay in bounds. It's how we talk to each other. It sounds so simple, right? But this is often where we can quickly find ourselves out of bounds, frustrated and ineffective. So join us as we look at how to stay in bounds and we look at the issue of how we speak and interact with everyone around us. So for the past few weeks, we've been in this series called In Bounds. And living in bounds is simply making the choice to get in the game spiritually and move with God in complete obedience. Not partial obedience, not kind of sort of obedience, but just move with God in complete obedience and go all out for Him. That's what it means. And so in week one, we said we have to make the choice to get in the game spiritually. And if we've trusted in Jesus alone to save us, He doesn't want us standing on the sidelines. He doesn't want us sitting in the stands. We cannot get content with inactivity spiritually. We have to get on the field and trust God enough to take a risk. So get in the game spiritually. In week two, we said you have to make the choice to stay in the game. Not only do we have to get in the game spiritually, but we got to make the choice to stay in the game, which is a really challenging thing to do because there is so much that will throw us out of the game. And so the greatest way we stay in the game is by making sure that God is number one in our life and that we remove anything that would get in his way. It's about placing him in the driver's seat of our lives and making sure that we don't have any cheap imitations because cheap imitations are cheap and they're imitations and it's not a good thing. So today we kind of wrap up this series by looking at something practical yet direct. See, if we really want to live in bounds, if we want that type of life and we want God smiling at us and we want him really, really happy with the choices that we're making, then this is something that we have to develop. It's not an option. We can't leave it to chance. We have to develop this peace in our life. It's how we talk to each other. It's how we communicate. Now, you might be thinking, seriously, really? I mean, we're going to talk about talking today? And it's true. And here's why we're going to do that, because this is often where we quickly find ourselves out of bounds and irritated and ineffective. And when this gets sideways on us, we quickly find ourselves on the sidelines. And so we've got to develop this. Again, we can't leave it to chance. We have to think about how we talk to each other and how we communicate because this is an area where we can really make God very happy with our lives. Let me ask you this. Have you ever struggled with this piece? Communicating? Talking with other people? You ever struggled with that? Well, there's actually a way you can know if you're struggling with this. It really comes in response to these two questions. So just ask yourself these questions right now. Here's the first question. Have you ever asked 
Why did I say that? Like, wow, it just came right out of me, and it came so fast, and I can't get it back anymore. Why did I say that? Or if you haven't asked yourself that question, maybe you've asked yourself this question. Why did I say that that way? Like my tone and the temperature of all that was way up here. And why did I say that that way? I know I find myself asking me me these questions all of the time. Why did I say that? And why did I say that that way? It's a struggle. I actually came across some things that have been said or printed in the church environment. Now, not our church, of course, but in the church. So see if you can pick up on how words matter. So here's the first phrase. Remember in prayer the many who are sick of our church and community. We're just sick of our church. You know, fortunately, we've never seen that on one of our connection cards yet, but you never know. Here's the second phrase. This was found on a church sign. Don't let worry kill you. Let the church help. Yeah. And here's the third phrase. This was found in a program. The ladies' Bible study will be held Thursday morning at 10. All ladies are invited to lunch after the BS is done. What? See, words matter. Words matter. Spoken words, written words, typed words, texted words. They all matter in a huge way. And one of the fastest ways that we can find ourselves out of bounds, one of the fastest ways that we can find ourselves out of the game spiritually is by letting this get away from us. So here's our big idea for today. Talk isn't really that cheap. It's not. Talk isn't really that cheap. Our words matter. I mean, think about this. A diet of gossip, a verbal exchange just bathed in explosive anger, reckless threats. See, once you throw out those careless lines, you can't reel that stuff back in. And here's what happens. When we do that, when we throw that stuff out there, we find ourselves out of the game spiritually. We're out of bounds. We're standing on the sideline, our friendship with Christ is hurt, and we push away from the people around us, the people that we care about the most. I mean, think about this. You have never spoken a neutral word in your life. Your words either bring life or they bring death. It's kind of a scary thing. See, your words matter. My words matter. In our family of eight, there are a lot of words. And this past week, we just celebrated our baby girl's first birthday. And so we had a great time with that. And she's beginning to talk a lot now. And she has her own opinions and dreams about what should be happening around her, as does everybody else in the house. And so there's a lot of words, there's a lot of talking. And when we sit down for dinner, it's quite an event. You know how it is at Thanksgiving, where you've got a huge table, and there's all kinds of people around, 
and there's all of these words being exchanged and you're having a conversation over here and then you hear something back over here and you want to jump into that conversation but you're not quite done with this one and so you try to focus there but you're listening over here and that's all invigorating and energizing for a bit and then you kind of long for the moment where all of that will go away. Yeah, that's every meal at my house. That's just the way it works. And it's fun. It is. We enjoy that. But sometimes I look at Tanya and I'm like, there's just too many words. There's too much talking here. And I'm the worst offender. I really am. See, what's unique about this is that it sounds kind of innocent. And maybe this isn't that big of a deal. But it is a big deal because if we don't get this communicating thing right and how we interact with each other, out of bounds. And that's not where God wants us to be. It's amazing because scripture actually has a lot to say about our words. And just in the book of Proverbs alone, I want to share five thoughts with you about our words and how they matter. There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. A fool's lips walk into a fight, and his mouth invites a beating. It's not a good thing. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. And a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in a setting of silver. See, what we communicate matters. And let's just say this touches every aspect of life. It's for husbands and wives and moms and dads and kids. It's for work relationships, you name it. Our words and how we communicate permeates every piece of us, every piece. And so why? Why take a Sunday and kind of think about how we communicate and how this helps us stay in the game spiritually? Why do this? I think there's three reasons. Number one, communication affects everyone. It does. Nobody can hide from this. If you're in this room, you communicate and you talk with people. Unless you live in a van down by a river and never have any proximity to any person around you, you do communicate. And so it's kind of a big deal. It affects everybody. Reason number two, you can't really blame bad communication um, that's just the way that I am. I just kind of speak my mind. That's just the way I say it. Well, when you compare that with Scripture, it just doesn't work. And so we've got to talk about this. Here's reason number three. God wants us. He does. And I'm so convinced of this. And that's why we're spending time. God wants us to win in this area of our lives. He wants us to have success and he wants us to move and enjoy playing the game spiritually between the lines with how we talk to each other. See, here's what we need. We need a good inbounds play when it comes to how we communicate. 
in basketball, an inbounds play can be something that's very effective because you can catch the defense off guard, kind of surprises them. But the key to a great inbounds play is that you have to have player alignment. And so that's what today is kind of about. We're going to align ourselves with Scripture and what it says about how we communicate. The paragraph that we're going to unpack today is found in Ephesians chapter 4, and this is just a very powerful piece of Scripture. It's packed with words that are just dripping with ways that we can live in bounds with how we communicate. And there's just so much happening here in Ephesians chapter 4. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this, and then we're going to pull out communication thoughts straight from God's Word. Make sense? Ready? All right, out of respect for God and His Word, would you stand with me as I read through a few different verses here in Ephesians chapter 4? Starting with verse 15. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Verse 25. So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. Verse 29. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not, don't do this, don't bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. So get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, do this. Be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. And these are the words of the Lord. You may be seated. So let's lift some communication thoughts right out of Ephesians chapter 4. And again, I think this is stuff that you can use anywhere. You can use it at home. You can use it at work. Everywhere and anywhere you go. These are communication thoughts that will help us stay in bounds. So here is in bounds communication thought number one. It's speak the truth in love. Now, if you look at verse 15 again, that's exactly what it says. Speak the truth in love. Now, here's what that means. It means that you have to speak. There has to be and needs to be an exchange of words at some point if a problem is going to be solved. I've really discovered that there's probably two different ways that people tend to do this. See, some people love to speak. I mean, they're all about that, and they're ready to do that. They want to open their mouth to whoever will listen, and they're just ready to blast and go. They love to speak. And then there are some people who really don't enjoy speaking that much. So let's think about this for just a little bit. There's two types of responses. Now, here's what I want you to imagine. 
Imagine that this is a mountaintop here. And it represents your life. And inside of your life, there is all of this turmoil and there's all of this stuff that's happening. And you know that at some point, you should speak. I mean, you know you have to do this. There are some people who kind of do this in a, in a tremendous way. They just begin the process of talking. And they explode. I mean, they just let it all out, and boom, there it is, and let's deal with it. They explode, and everything on the inside, all of this turmoil, all of these thoughts, they come right out, and there is no hesitation at all. This is one of the ways that people tend to speak. This is one of our responses. There is another way that people tend to respond, though. So we've got our little mountaintop here. And we've got all of this stuff happening on the inside. And there are some who are very, very good at kind of capping that. And they just let all of that stuff stay on the inside. And they do this. They internalize everything. They keep it all in. So on the outside, they look calm, cool, and collected. Right? They've got it all together. But on the inside, there's a lot churning. Two words for this. Bleeding ulcer. That's what happens here. So let me ask you a question. As you think about the individual who internalizes things and caps it, and then you think about the individual who kind of explodes, which response is the best? Which response is right? Answer, neither response is right. When you look at verse 15, God tells us to speak the truth in love. So we can't just explode and let it all out and mow over people in the process of our communication. And we can't just internalize things and keep it all inside and never say anything at all. We have to speak the truth in love. So the real question then becomes... Well, how do you do that? How do I look at the person next to me and speak the truth in love to them without exploding and without internalizing? When I think about the people at work, how do I speak the truth in love to them? Well, what's really interesting here is that the rest of our inbounds communication thoughts really unpack this. So let's move on to thought number two. And that is, eliminate fences. We have to begin the process of eliminating fences like anger. So how do you do that? Verse 26. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. So this is all about taking care of today's things today. This don't let the sun go down while you are angry is a figure of speech that emphasizes the need to deal with things soon. Why? I mean, what if you want to hang on to that thing for a little bit? What if you want to take some time to make sure that you respond in such a way that you are speaking the truth in love? So I think God gets all of that. 
And I believe the challenge here is to take care of things quickly because when we sit and soak in what's been happening, when we internalize for too long, Scripture is pretty clear that we actually give the devil a foothold into our life. We kind of let him in. And talk about being out of bounds. That'll happen really, really fast for us. So the challenge is to take care of today's things today. Eliminate fences like anger. Here's inbounds communication thought number three. Attack the problem and not the person. Go soft on the person, go hard on the problem. Attack the problem, not the person. Verse 29, very clear, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live, meaning foul or abusive language, so don't aggravate God with that. Remember, he has identified you as his own. You belong to him, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. And I get the wonderful privilege of helping couples walk through premarital counseling as a pastor. It's one of the fun things that I get to do. And right now, we got a lot of couples that are getting married. we got a lot of people having babies too, and this is all exciting. There's growth, and there's newness. There's love happening right here at Valley Point. And it's a fun part of what I get to do, to talk with couples as they begin their journey. It's kind of fun watching them come in, and they're happy, and they're smiling, and they hold hands, and they look at each other, and they've got all these wonderful faces, and you know they're in love. And when I close out the sessions, I'll normally peek a little bit, and they're generally holding hands. You're like, oh, this is all wonderful. I love premarital counseling. One of the things that I do in premarital counseling with our couples is I walk through the four relational germs that can cause irreversible damage when it comes to how we communicate. I just try to encourage them. If you allow these germs into your life and into your marriage, game over. It's not going to work. It's going to be a really, really bad day. And one of those germs that keys in on this whole attack the problem, not the person, is the germ of belittling. This is when we accuse someone of being stupid in their thinking. Or we say things like this. You're thinking from the wrong part of your body again, aren't you? See, this is all belittling. And it's one of the most destructive patterns in how we communicate because it attacks the person and not the problem. And if you're doing that, stop. Attack the problem and provide solutions Go soft on the person and hard on the problem. Do that and it'll avoid that germ of belittling and we'll be attacking problems and not people. Here's inbounds communication thought number four. Act, don't react. Act. And the key word that we're going to think about here is the word forgiveness. So if you look at verse 31, it says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, and harsh words, and slander. Dump all of that stuff, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, 
forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. See, I think this is one of the most powerful verses in all of Scripture. I mean, your hair should be straight back right now. And here's why. Because it puts the responsibility on you. When it comes to this whole communication thing, it puts the responsibility on me. You get rid of all bitterness. You get rid of rage. You get rid of anger. You get rid of harsh words. You be tender-hearted. You be full of forgiveness. You act. Don't wait for the other person to respond. Don't wait for the other person to do something. Act. Don't react. And when we place the responsibility on ourselves, it gives us a lot of hope that we can communicate in such a way that we stay in bounds and we actually repair relationships. So act, don't react. I think it's quite possible that this really is some of the most difficult stuff that we have to do in life. I mean, it really is when you think about it. Because we can't hide from this. We have to talk to the people that are part of our lives. And sometimes it just seems like it would be a whole lot easier to just explode and to do that. Like this would be an easier thing. Or sometimes perhaps we think it'd just be a whole lot easier to internalize things and not say anything at all. Just keep it all inside and we'll keep the peace. And God the whole time is saying, no, no, no. That's not a good plan. And here's why it's not a good plan. Because it takes us out of the game spiritually. We're standing on the sidelines. We're sitting in the stands. We're inactive spiritually, watching other people have all of the fun. And God's like, if you want to get in the game spiritually and move with me in complete obedience, if you really want that, then speak the truth in love. Eliminate fences. Attack the problem, not the person. And act... Don't react. And this is how we live in bounds. Father, we come to you and we're so thankful for a very unique piece of scripture that talks about how we need to communicate with each other. Now, this is a challenge for all of us. I know I don't always get it right and I find myself saying, why did I say that? And I find myself saying, why did I say that that way? And I struggle with this, God, and I know I need your help. And I think we're all in this together. So, God, I pray that you'd help us to really think about these inbounds communication thoughts and that you would help us in a great way to get this right, God, because when we do... We'll be moving with you in bounds. We'll be winning and there's freedom there and it won't be binding. We won't be confined at all. We will be free to do whatever it is that you've asked us to do. So God, help us to get this right. Help us to work at this now. We do pray in Jesus' name, amen.
Well, thanks for listening. We'd also like to invite you to join us for any of our Sunday gatherings as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 and 11 a.m.